latest installment of TV Madness with Makisha Madden Toby. I'm your host. It's January, which means we've hit the midway point in the 2018-2019 television season. Woo! <laughs> some things have been canceled already. We're talking about you, Luke Cage, and good behavior. And some shows turned out to be unexpected treats, like Kidding on Showtime and Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House. Meanwhile, a whole new crop of shows is popping up, uh, such as HBO's True Detective Season 3 and The Passage on Fox. Uh, here to talk about all these awesome new shows, the old shows, stuff we like, stuff we hate it, <laughs> from 2018 going into 2019, is our special guest, Christina Radish. She's a staff writer at Collider and covers an insane amount of television. And when she's not doing that, she stops in and talks to me sometimes <laughs> on my podcast. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again. No, thanks for coming. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, I read your recent story on Collider.com listing your top picks for 2018. And a lot of the shows you picked, funny enough, are like Mayans on FX and Kidding on Showtime were on my list too. But for our listeners, what were your top five favorites for 2018? God, it's so hard to narrow I know. to a number. <laughs> but I mean, I obviously, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, but I absolutely adored season two of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just one of the, the best things ever. Yeah. And, and Haunting of Hill House was Which I haven't watched yet, me. so I should watch it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just not at night. With the lights off. <laughs> That's the only time the children have to go to bed. Okay, I'll try to watch it. Leave all the lights on if you have to watch it at night. Is that scary? It's pretty creepy, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved Homecoming, too. I thought that was... I have not gotten into that. Unexpected. I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah, and I understand. I heard that Julia Roberts is really good in it, though. Everybody in it's great. Mm. I, I was definitely impressed with that. And I loved Barry. I loved Killing yeah, Eve. Yeah, me too. Do you think it deserves all the award buzz it's been getting? Like, I, mean, I do, because I, I just I think it's so different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such an interesting character. And, mm-hmm. and also work we haven't seen from Barry. Yeah, I'm mean, like, a Bill Hader. I, I like him. I mean, it's so, right, it's so different than what we know of him from yeah. Saturday Night Live. But, yeah. And it's so much him, because he created it and writes, directs, mm-hmm. stars in it. And I just, I thought that was, and, and I loved Killing Eve, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And forever. Was, what is going on? Why don't award shows seem to like Jodie Comer? Like, are, I have is no an idea. Jodie Comer campaign going on. We don't know about. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Sandra Oh is fantastic, but there is no Sandra Oh on that show being as good as she is without Jodie Comer. You can't. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a familiarity, so everybody just gravitated towards. But it's like Sandra nominating oh, peanut butter over jelly, and it's a sandwich. Like, which is why I listed them as a as a duo. When right. I wrote of course, about them, cause there because there isn't one without yeah. the other. Yeah, like Saul and Carrie on Home you know, Homeland or something like that. Yeah, it's not one without the other. Yeah. And I loved Forever. I thought a show again that Forever? very few which people are that? talking about, but it's. What Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Oh God, that one. I heard. See, I read a bad review, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So yeah, no, it's don't very different and quirky and strange and. It's better to know absolutely nothing about it when you watch this. Do you have to binge it in order to appreciate it? Is it one of those types of shows, like, you know, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I don't think you have to binge it, but it's easy to binge because it's a quick show. Half hour. Like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, my list, Atlanta, of course. I mean, even though technically that's not, it's a 2018 show, but it doesn't fall into the fall, it doesn't matter. I just, I yeah. st- I'm still talking about the Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. Like, how many months later? Um, we could talk about this some more later. Uh, number two, my list, uh, number two on my list is Insecure, season three on HBO. Um, in large part because people were like so much in their feelings because Lawrence, played by Jay Ellis, left. Or they thought he left or they yeah. thought he got kicked off or whatever. And he implied as much in, I guess, a couple of interviews and people were all up in their feelings. I guess, you know, the, the Lawrence Hive, uh, hashtag Lawrence and or Team Lawrence or whatever. And 
on black Twitter, especially. And then he came back and everybody's like, oh! So I just thought, (laughs) (laughs) in terms of television gimmicks or getting people interested in a show, it was brilliantly executed. Like, just, I thought it was really funny, just how they did the whole thing, how they handled it. Um, Number three, Lodge 49, which... It was one of those seen. shows. You, I think you'd like it. I, I, I wasn't familiar with Wyatt Russell. I'd seen him on Black Mirror, but other than that, I wasn't really up on him. I mean, and then somebody was like, you know, that's Goody Hanson yeah. and, and Kirk Russell. And I was like, oh, that's why he looks like them. Um, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, I just really, I was really impressed. Uh, Brent Jennings is on a show. He plays as basically like not a sidekick, but like a secondary character, but he's fantastic. It's a guy named Ernie. And, you know, for years, Brent has played like all these, that guy type actor type roles. And now he's like, you know, getting his shine in the show. And number four, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Are you into AHS? Is that just me? <laughs> I try every season to be into it. And it gets so just bizarre. I mean, I, I do watch it. I don't know. It but brought I back my like... favorite characters because Coven was my favorite season. I think it was yeah. like season four. And then so they brought them back, which is what was like just this thing for me that was like, oh, my God, I miss these characters yeah. so much. Um so but it was I, just fun. I do sometimes feel like I love that cast more than I love the show. Perhaps. That, that's a fair assessment. Um, Cody <laughs> Fern, who was also on the assassination of yeah. Gianni Versace in American Crime Story, was also in it as this sort of antichrist character named Michael, was fabulous. Yeah. I didn't even know he was, I didn't even know he's, he's uh, Australian. Yeah, no, he had a year this year. <laughs> <laughs> he had quite the year, and a lot of it because of Ryan Murphy. Yeah. You know, you know whenever those things happen... When you see uh, sort of a producer, a super producer like Ryan Murphy tap into a person's talent, it's nothing wrong with that, especially if the person lives up to it, and definitely he has. Um, And lastly on my list, number five, we're just doing top fives. If we go into tens, we'd be here all night. Uh, (laughs) Seems um, like we could do 20. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There's so many shows. Um, Number five for me is Narcos Mexico, which, oh my God, like Diego Luna. Yeah, so much. like I was like really creepy, like watching him. Like mm, you're so beautiful, but even more than that, he was just it was just I thought so well executed in some ways. Believe it or not, I actually liked it better than the original Narcos. Yeah, um, I think in part because it was such a new story. We know so much about Medellin and sort of like that Pablo world, and and to see this other world, I don't I didn't know as much about. And my husband was funny. He he had listened to some podcasts or read and read a book about you know Kiki, the guy the the yeah, uh, DEA agent who they were horrible to and tortured and killed, and and he already knew how it ended. He goes, "It's not going to end well for him." <laughs> <Just letting you know. laughs> and they kind of set it up so you know it's going to end well for him. But it was just, I just thought well executed. The acting was incredible. Um, there's a scene in the finale. Jo- Joaquin Cosio plays Don Neto, who's like one of my favorite characters, hands down, and. Uh, I loved Joaquin in in The Strain on FX, which, I mean, I don't know if you got into that, but yeah, yeah you remember him. Yeah, so you know. Yeah. He was like a, some kind of Nacho Libre fighter type of thing. Um, so it was just really cool seeing him in like this gangster role. And he was sort of like this voice of reason that kept trying to tell, you know, Felix, like, are you sure you want to go on a cocaine? Because we're doing really well with this weed stuff, you know. But anyway, I just thought it was great. And there's this great scene. Did you watch it? I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, no, I, I haven't, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, spoiler, is a great scene in the finale with Don Nettle. That's all I'm going to say. Like, yeah. it just goes down and the music's playing, and he's just, I just thought it was, it was just brilliant. Brilliantly executed, wonderful cinematography, ac- excellent acting. It's, it's definitely just, one on my list. Um, so do you want to go back to Atlanta and talk about that a little bit? Before? <laughs> sure. We're just fangirl over Atlanta yeah. right now, right? Why not? I and feel we'll- like the only two words to describe 2018 are Teddy Perkins. <laughs> 
first of all, can I say I'm still mad at them because my son's name is Teddy and that's not cool. <laughs> I'm still mad at whoever the mysterious Teddy Perkins Twitter page is that followed me right after is, the is episode. Is this person aired. still stalking you? I think it still follows me. It just exists. It's never actually communicated in any way. It's <laughs> so awesome and scary at the same time. Yeah. And also sort of like, who the hell was that at the Emmys? Like dressed as Teddy yeah. Perkins. It was not Donald Glover because no, the person was taller and had a thinner face. And posing with... Donald Glover. So and can, I thought it I thought it was the guy who plays Darius, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and it was not. Because he was also in the picture with yeah. three of them. And three of them were in the picture. And I'm like, who is this? Um, but it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious because I don't even, even know, maybe two days ago even, my husband and I were like, dude, Darius almost died. Like, do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was real people or something. They're like, he could have died, man. <laughs> thought he was going to die. Um that's when you know a show is good. Like you're yeah. talking about it. Like it's it, these people are real and they're in your lives and you're concerned about their welfare. Yeah. <laughs> Go see Teddy Perkins. Um, yeah, and the and, ostrich egg. And absolutely, Brian Tyree Henry. I mean, just his performance throughout the season. Can we? I mean, I know I've I've gone a whole crazy lady rants about that barbershop episode, but just barbershop Woods. I mean, just all everything he did over the season, I thought was. Barbershop, I, I loved Woods. It was, and it broke my heart because I know he lost his mom in real life. Yeah. Um, and as people who have lost their parents, it's just, you know, it, it's a headspace that no one should have to be in, but it happens. Yeah. So I definitely, he should have won an Emmy for that alone. But I feel even more strongly about the Barbershop episode yeah. because, <laughs> because of his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there were just whole swaths of time where he didn't have any lines. <laughs> and it would the camera would just zoom in on his face, yeah. and it was so brilliant. And he's—I mean—that that to me is a whole other level of acting. Yeah, when you can convey like a whole set of emotions with just one look. And and he had an unbelievable year between that and and Broadway and mm. five movies or whatever he had come out. I didn't see Widows. Did I did. See? Was yeah. he, he was in that, right? Yeah. Was he really good? Plus yeah, he was, he was really, really good. There's a scene with him and a dog that I will never forget. <laughs> oh, don't run about me. No, it's uh, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I got to see it. <laughs> Do you think it'll get any uh, award show buzz? Sadly, it's already seemed to not be getting any, but I think there is definitely... Still a possibility. It, it deserves it, but it seems to not be. Why? Why didn't it? Because there's so many other things going on. Everybody's in love with Vice and Bohemian Rhapsody and... A star is born, huh? Apparently. <sighs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Um, well, we have to make you watch Haunting of Hill House. Cause what, now, why do you like it, though? Because I'm just curious. I mean, like, okay, here, here's my little side note for what it's worth. I just watched Halloween, right? Yeah. And people were going on. Okay, first I have to set it up. Set it up. Uh, Halloween's one of my, is probably, if not my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Uh, especially at Hall- around Halloween. It was like one of the first horror movies I'd ever seen. And I just remember having this feeling of like, that's kind of cool feeling scared and like being safe at the same time, knowing that this Michael Myers person can't actually get to you. But as a little kid, you're like, but maybe he can't, you know, like, <sighs> so you scare yourself. But anyway, I, that stuck with me. And every Halloween I watch it. So when people kept saying how good the new Halloween was, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then they sent it to me because I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters before it was gone. It was gone real quickly. And, and then I watched it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's, but it's, for as much as I enjoyed it, I felt like there was so much hype. Yeah. Like maybe people oversold me on it. You know what I mean? Like I literally thought like Michael Myers was going to look at the screen and be like, this is why I kill. And the- 
know what I mean? Like, he was going to have some soliloquies, and it didn't happen, of course. But I just, <laughs> for what people were, like, billing it as, and it was really good, but I just felt like it was over so, and I also think, <laughs> to be fair, I think the expectations were so low <laughs> that it couldn't do anything but surpass it for yeah. a lot of people because of all those horrible sequels that came later on, yeah, including part Three, I think part three was just bizarre. It was like it wasn't even about Michael Myers. It was like a mask and a company that made masks, and people were going crazy. And it was her. So, <laughs> did you ever see part three, Halloween three? It was so stupid. Yeah. Don't watch it if you haven't. Um, or watch it and just be angry with me. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. So the, the expectation was so low, the bar was so low that they couldn't do anything but surpass it. Granted. Jamie Lee Curtis is incredible. It's always great to see her play Laurie Strode. I don't care what year it is. I don't care what wig it is. I don't care what's going on. <laughs> she was fantastic. But it's just that nothing, I don't think, could live up to what people set it up to be in my yeah. mind. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, maybe I feel like The Haunting of Yours won't be, <laughs> won't be as good. Or no, don't worry about it. Just watch it. I, I don't see how it can't be as good. Because, I mean, it's just, it's, I thought it was... Uh, unbelievably masterful bit of storytelling. Oh, okay. I, I was... So not a, like jump scares and... Impressed, surprised. I mean, there are some because okay. it's a ghost story. Right. But I don't even think you see the first ghost till the very end of the first episode. Ooh. Because it's, it's really much more of... Psychological. It's much more of like family and the horror of family because they're all... Well, because they're all torn apart by the death of their mother oh. and brought back together by the suicide of a sister... So it's it's really how grief can tear a family apart, how people deal with grief differently, what that does mm. to to a family dynamic. And I, it's just with the ghosts on top of that and addiction and all these other things wow. coming into play. I really? mean, and, and episode six is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. It was shot to look like it's done in one take. They did like 20 page scenes. They plotted it. They planned and did lighting and planned everything out for like days before they wow. shot it. And it's it's just it's incredible to watch. Huh. Okay. How many episodes? Ten. I don't remember if it was ten or thirteen. Okay. All right. That's cool. Okay. I'll add it to my list. It's worthwhile. Yeah. Why did you like Mayans? I saw that was on your list. I know why I liked it, but I was just curious. It, it was on my list for ensemble because I just I thought it was a great ensemble. It was. I thought there were a lot of actors that. We've seen for many years mm-hmm. that have never gotten the recognition they deserve, mm-hmm. including just Emilio having been on Sons of Anarchy and never getting a lot of attention for his role there. Right. And I just, and Edward James almost, of course, always deserves. Of course, deserves. Edward James almost could like <laughs> eat a bag of chips and read the ingredients and you'd be like, what, Edward yeah. James? Yeah. So I just, I thought it was interesting to have an assortment of no. new actors that I've never seen with actors like Richard Cabral who don't get the attention they deserve. Is he the guy, which one's from like Law and Order? I don't SVU. Know. One of the guys, like the, the bad guy, the guy who steals old boy's wife, basically. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He was on like Law and Order SVU. I so to see him playing this like this that. villainous role was really fun, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of, of characters that are really Oh, I think you mean Danny Pino? Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm not that familiar with SVU. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it really sort of flipped up how we've gotten to know a lot of these actors too. Mm-hmm. I know, and I I just thought what a refreshing reset button too for that whole world. Yeah. Um Sons of Anarchy got so weird and so heavy and yeah. like directionless it just at the time by the time it ended no one really even cared it kind of went out on a whimper which is unfortunate because it started off so strong 
Um, which I think, unfortunately, even when we love shows, they kind of ha- it kind of happens. It's yeah. inevitable. I mean, unless they end abruptly or have short runs, yeah. it's sort of like to my point. Like today, I was getting ready to take Teddy to daycare, and Sopranos was on first <laughs> season, right? HBO two, I think, and I was like, oh, what? And I was drawn back in, and and I and then I remembered why I love that show in the first place. You know, how you love a show, and then you don't see it for a while, yeah. and then. Your memory is of that awful finale. <laughs> like it just ended on a diner shot, and and it looked like it was just weird. Anyway, so to see the to see the first season and to see that pilot and and remember James Gandolfini in that role, and I don't know, it was just like this moment of like appreciation and nostalgia for like the beginning of that whole anti-hero thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just was fun. And then, and then I forgot how great Nancy Mershon was and, and to see them together, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's something about that. So I feel like most shows have that amazing first couple seasons and then it goes one way or the other. Either it goes up and you're like, this is a whole other show and it's amazing. Or it goes down and you're like, these people now are caricatures of themselves. Like, I, f- I feel like there's so few shows that are able to hold it together for multiple seasons. Yeah. You know? That's why I feel like The Americans, for me, was like one of the only shows that's been able to do that. It just kept getting better and better. And the- Except that one season. Well. Which is why I didn't get into the last season. And I, but the final season was worth it. I got to go back. It's, wait, it's literally waiting for us on the DVR, and we have neither one of us as and I watch it together, so we don't want to watch it alone. And then it's like, I want to watch it, but there's so many other things I need to watch. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. But I will go back to it. It's just that the season, what was that? Season six was the last? Yeah. Season five was horribly slow. It just like plotted through, and it was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Um, like the guy died and he had that weird virus and they were like trying to get him out of the ground. And I was like, yeah. I can't do this. I can't. And, you know, and, and I love the, the characters. I love that world, especially because it was begin- almost the beginning of the end of the cold world yeah. war. And, 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 and I just thought, okay, but season five lost me and I don't think I ever recovered. And everybody kept saying season six is so much better. Go back, go back. It was, yeah. But that's what I mean, right? Like when there's so many shows, right? Every year is more shows, Right. It's like it's so hard when a show disappoints you that you liked to then believe it in again and go back. I know we we will. I and mean, it's, it's hard when you really like stuff because I think the same thing happened with Big Little Lies. Everybody loved the season, and it seems like people were actually kind of upset that there was going to be a season two. I am because they were what afraid. Are you do? Yeah, they're, what is there left to it, say? It could ruin the whole first season. I don't think they should do that. <laughs> really? But it's done, so we're getting. I know, it. I know. But I just thought they should have left it alone. And, and that, to me, I feel like that's one flaw in American television. You know, people yeah. always, you know, have these comparisons to British TV. But I, to their credit, and yeah. I think even the Israelis, when a show is done, it's done. They don't care if you, if you, want, if you want to know what happened to the characters and have some fan fiction. But <laughs> I mean, I'm rooting for Big Little Eyes. I'm hoping it surprises me, but I do understand why it's... Okay. I mean, I'll watch it. Why people are nervous. But if, it's, if it doesn't, I'm going to give it about two to three episodes. It was the same thing as soon as Sharp Optics ended. Everyone was like, what, what about season two? It's like, this show does not need a season two. How? It needs to live how it is. So, what season two? Is she in an asylum? <laughs> <laughs> I really like Sharp Optics. I just don't think yeah. that you should gild a lily and keep trying to. That's what I mean. Like, I don't even, <laughs> to my point, I used to love Walking Dead, right? Loved it. Loved Michonne. <laughs> loved Rick. Loved the world. Wanted to see what was going to happen. And 
this is the first season I'm not watched. And I only watched the episode where Rick was leaving just to see what they were going to do. And then I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. And, and I've never felt that way about that show. And it was so sad because it was like mourning the, the death of a friend. It's like, I used to love this show and now I don't. And it's stupid and it has no point anymore. And I don't care about any of these characters. I don't care what wigs they put on them. I don't, I it just, there's nothing can redeem it for me now. And not at Rick's going, I really don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I love Michonne. I just can't watch it for her. Or this, you know, Judith is a tough, <laughs> you know, tough talking preteen or whatever the hell she is. I just, I can't. I don't know. And yeah. and, and I and I, it feels sad. Like I said, it's a sadness because you, you've lost a show that you used to love and it was so good once. Yeah. I almost feel like I should go back and watch like the season one, which I have on DVD, season one, just to remember why I loved it in the first place. Because it's not that show anymore. I mean, in part because, you know, Frig Darabont left and then it's they had, had a lot of different voices too many involved. too many voices too many showrunners too many visions i don't know i, don't know. <laughs> I just I, you know that's the thing it, it's almost like there's so much tv yeah um and i wish that in this in you know in some perfect world that they would just be like you know what we're gonna stop this now <laughs> let's just stop it and they're not walking dead will probably going for like three more seasons <laughs> Yeah, no, I and think they, they said they want it. it for like 10 more years. Which I is, hope they're kidding. I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some shows that are coming up. Stuff new, fresh blood. Yeah. Um, actually, before, before we do it, one more thing. Why do you think Netflix canceled Luke Cage? I, I mean, they didn't just cancel Luke Cage. They, they canceled, canceled Iron Fist and Daredevil. Daredevil. And I think the only reason... Iron they, Fist was stupid, though, so... Well, I think the only reason they haven't canceled the rest is because they're waiting until after the, the upcoming season's air. Yeah. I think the rest of them are going to go, too. Oh, The Punisher. Yeah, and Jessica Jones. Jessica, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which I, I would imagine has something to do with Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? It wasn't because of ratings or lack of interest or waning interest? Because it was so much buzz. Yeah, and I mean, Daredevil had the best season it's ever had. Season three. Yeah, so I, I don't know that that's it because none of us know what the ratings are on any of it anyway. It's Netflix. They won't tell you. But yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine it in some way it has to do with Disney+. Plus. Hmm. And they're going to take it and they are going to. I don't know if they're ever going to. I don't know if maybe Netflix just doesn't want to have shows made by Disney because of that. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is i have no idea if they'll go on to ever be around in another form because did you like luke cage season two i mean it wasn't great but i thought it had a lot of interesting things that it set up yeah. for another season yeah hmm. anyway new shows <laughs> enough about that <laughs> what did you think about true detective season three i know you've watched it i need to get up on it it premieres january 12th so i have a little bit of time yeah i'm into it Mahershala ali i love him He's uh, great. He's fantastic. Everybody on it's great. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's three different time periods. Like sort of like the first season. Yeah. Okay. But a bigger gap. Okay. Oh, wow. It's 1980, 1990 and 2015. Mm. So it's it's a bigger gap of time. Without giving away too much, what did you like about it? I just think it's interesting. I mean, the the setting being in Arkansas really creates a, a mm. vibe and a tone. Mm. And it, the fact that it's two missing kids and and what that does to a family i mean yeah. it's i just think it's really interesting plus playing with the uh, mahershala's character older 
not having his memory anymore and trying to understand the gaps in what he went through. Yeah. Yeah, and, And sort of exploring his own memories and experiences. I just thought was interesting and something we haven't really seen. Was the character originally written for a black person or did he? His character was not. They okay. were flipped. Ah, interesting. And he was supposed to look at Stephen Dorff's role and evidently requested that it be rewritten as the other character huh. being black. And so they reworked the whole wow. project. And See he, what kind of pool you have when you win an Oscar? Yeah. And he also <laughs> recommended Carmen Jogo to play his wife. I love her. Yeah. She was like one of the best things about, uh, what was that, Roman Israel Esquire or whatever? <laughs> or Israel, what the hell was that? God, it was stupid. And I, I think Stephen Dorff is great in it, too. Really? That's, that's a sentence that you never thought you'd say. I never thought. I mean, but he's, he's great. The, their partnership is really interesting to watch because they start with Mahershala's character sort of being the boss, and then it flips later to where he gets drawn back into the case when the other guy is the boss. Hmm. Okay. It's, I thought it was interesting. I don't know how it's going to play out, but... You said you read one bad review already. One that compared it to the first season, which you're always going to have a problem <laughs> if you try to watch it that way. Right, but it's better than season two. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. The season two well, is there's, trash. There's different levels. I mean, season two is just so bleak and in the darkness of itself. Right. And season three does have different Vince levels. Vince Vaughn was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own war with him anyway, so that's that. I'm sort of biased, but anyway, he was awful though. For the record, even without that bias, it was stupid, and it was partially, large part, not you are, partially. You are not the only large one part who has because said that. of him. It doesn't help that he's not a nice person. <laughs> that just makes me laugh at his failures. Um, <laughs> but no, so watch it. Watch watch Two Detective season three. I can only speak for the first five episodes, but yes. Is that another 10? It's going to be a tenner. I think it's eight. They do eight, I believe. Okay. I can't remember how long season one was. I just remember being I think they've all been eight. eight. Okay. Really? Season two was only eight? It just was so long. (laughs) Oh, my God. What was Western Face? Uh, Rachel uh, Adams. McAdams. Who I adore. (laughs) And she just couldn't save it for me, and neither could... um, Colin Farrell. Who I love. Who was actually good in it in spite of it, but still. Who I think is a very underrated actor. I agree. I agree. Um, What was that movie? Bruges? In Bruges. In Bruges. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. He won, I think, a Golden Globe for it, but he should have gotten so much more. I thought he was so incredible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Passage on on Fox. What did you think? The the Passage. I think that it's got a lot of interesting things there, but... It took three episodes to get me really interested in where it was going, so I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm still interested in where it's going. But, I mean, I'm sort of interested in in where they're... I don't know how they're going to play this out over a season or multiple seasons, but, again, I'm so far interested to see how that works. I just think it's interesting that Mark Paul Gossler is like this black woman whisperer now. (laughs) 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 He was like the guy in pitch that was like, you can do this. You can pitch these balls. (laughs) In the past, he's just like, you can do this little black girl. You can save the world. (laughs) Did you you interview him? Did you talk about that? Like how he's like saving all these black women and helping him? Um, We didn't talk about that. We just talked about our sadness of our pitch being gone. I really did like the pitch. Or pitch, just pitch. I love the actress, too. She was in, I was watching Game Night, 
Speaking of Rachel McAdams. She's got a new series. Oh, is she? I think so. I think I read that somewhere. I just don't remember what it is. I like her. It's just, you know, I hope she does. Kylie Bunbury? Bunbury. She's Canadian. Which is, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're not giving her any roles. I don't know. It's just, I like her. And it was funny. I saw her, oddly enough, I was at, um, we talked about Justin Simi last time. I was at Dear White People yeah. season two premiere, and she was there. And I'm not kidding. It took, she was looking at me like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a good two minutes to figure out who she was because it yeah. didn't compute, like, why she would be on a red carpet for Dear White People. Not, not that she shouldn't be, but I just was like, who are you? And then I was like, uh, oh. And then I was like, <laughs> I think she caught me do all the like, emotions <laughs> on my face, like sort of look at her and then be like, who are you? And then I was like, oh, I know who you are. You were on pitch and it got canceled and I'm sad. Um, but yeah, I hope to see her in more stuff. I really liked her in Game Night. Yeah. I liked her um, on pitch, so we'll see. Maybe Nef- maybe she's doing something with Netflix. Usually people show up at Netflix, like carpets or events. There's a Netflix show that's yeah. going to happen that we don't know about or something like that. I don't know. There's just so many shows. <sighs> that's why you got to watch Bird Box. And we haven't even started getting shows from Apple yet. so I don't want to talk about that. There's so <laughs> many shows that are being done for Apple. That may never see the light of day. Right? From I what know. I understand from somebody who I know. It's like they're just on a show working on it and nobody knows what's happening. I have no idea. I don't even know how you watch shows that are for Apple. I, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't it be on Apple know. TV? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Since I don't have one, I have no idea. Oh, I have Apple. We have Apple TV. And, but just like, you know, the box. We just usually go to Netflix on it. But if there were actual <laughs> shows. Or Amazon. Like I watched the, um, what's that show? From Matthew Weiner. Oh, the Romanoffs. Romanoffs. Did you watch that shit? I tried. Right? And then I watched forever, which was good. (laughs) Okay, here's my issue with Romanoffs. Like, I wanted to like it. I think that's part of the problem. Like, if you go in with expectations, maybe it's best to not go in with shows, to shows like that with expectations. But I had them because I like Matthew Weiner and I liked Mad Men and I was like, It was just really weird because it just... Even though it's supposed it to have this connection, it didn't feel like it had a vision. No, there's no vision. It's almost like, it's kind of how I felt about leftovers. Like, <laughs> people have gone, it's so, like, you, you were one of those leftover people, weren't you? You liked leftovers, didn't you? I, I, no? I did and I didn't. I had an interesting relationship with the leftovers. I thought that what it did and what it was trying to do was very interesting. And there were times I thought the acting was incredible, but mm. there were also times where I didn't know where it was going. That's how I felt about the Romanoffs. That's how I felt about Leftovers. Season but I felt like I could keep watching the Leftovers no. and get something from I it. Couldn't. I didn't feel that way about the Romanoffs. Here's why. Great acting. Um, it was great to see, uh, what is his name? Slattery. Slattery. John. John Slattery is really great on it. And he's in like a couple episodes. But there's this one episode in particular that he was incredible in. It's him and um, Amanda. Um, Amanda Pete. Pete. She was great. I mean, if you haven't gotten to that episode, it's the only episode I would argue worth watching. <laughs> because the episode with Christina Hendricks was stupid. Like, I just got mad. Like, I thought it was going in one direction and it went another direction. And then the end was just like, what? Did you see that one? No. Don't. It's so stupid. <laughs> I think I saw two episodes of it. That's the thing. The first episode I really liked. 
And I was like, where are they going with this? But I liked it. And then the second episode, which one is the episode with a dude from House of Cards? Is that two? I don't know. You saw the second episode, right? No, I saw the first episode and then some episode in the middle that I think was like four or five. Okay. Yeah, the guy, you know I'm talking about, Corey uh, from The Strain. Yeah, Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll. I think he's in episode two, which was really good. So one and two, I liked. Because I liked where I thought it was going to go and it didn't quite, but it was, they were both really, I thought, still fun and still sort of it didn't take itself too seriously because it was still in that Romanoff mindset. And then by the Christina Hendricks episode, you're like, are we still dealing with the Romanoffs? <laughs> like, what the hell is this? And it goes back to like the original, like the Romanoffs that were executed. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then you're like, duh, this is stupid. And then <laughs> the Amanda Pete, uh, John Slattery episode, you're like, oh, okay. Because John Slattery sort of appears in the episode with Corey Stoll, like not with him, but like in that episode. And then, so that's the one thread. You're like, okay. And it made, like it worked. And then nothing. There were other episodes. I was like, what? 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 Yeah. Like, there's a whole episode in like, Mexico City, and it deals with Diego Rivera. And I was like, where are you going with this? I think that was the last one I saw, and I was just like, the guy was hot, but I was like, I can't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care about this. I don't even care about the Romanoffs. I don't care what you're doing with this. I don't even know where this is going, and I don't even care. So Yeah, I know people had a lot of problems with the show. It's just inconsistent. I guess that's why, like I said, that's how I felt about Leftovers, where it was like, it seemed like it was going one place and it was going to answer questions. And Roman House, it seemed like it was going to answer a question, like, what is the point of the show, <laughs> for one? Um, but it never really does. And I guess it leaves up to interpretation, which is stupid. Like, I don't think you should, I don't know. I just, I feel like when you, when writers do that or a show is so grandiose that they're like, okay, what do you think it is? That they don't even know themselves and they're not fooling anyone. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Save a few episodes. Like I said, the episode with Corey Stoll was good. The, ep- the first episode um, and the episode, whatever episode order that is, I don't know, with Amanda Pete and John Slattery. And after that, it was just <laughs> a pointless show. It's a waste. It's a sad. It's sad because it seemed like it could have been, it could have been a contender. Yeah. And it just never pans out. So maybe Matthew Weiner was away too long. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like doing, or maybe he only had one masterpiece in him. I feel like approaching that whole thing as an anthology was really. Maybe the mistake. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right? It could have been just the Amanda Pete and John Slattery show, and I would have been like, intrigued. <laughs> um, you talked about the passage, and you took three episodes to get into it. It's funny. I wanted to like it more than I did. I don't hate it, but it just is so slow. I think slow. the reason why it took me the three episodes to get into it is They gave us the first five, and I watched all five, and I still was like... No, I think they gave us three. Was it three? Yeah. I mean, it felt like five. I think it, oh, my it, God. I think it took me, like, those three to figure out exactly where, where they were going. Because every time I felt like, oh, this is the show, then something else happened, and I was like, okay, so is this the show? And then by the end of the third <laughs> episode, I felt like I knew a little bit more of what they're trying to do, but... I'm still not really sure exactly what the season is going to be like. But right now I'm interested. I'm mildly interested. But like I said, because there's so much on, I mean, like. There's a lot. You know, I mean, like, if you saw my DVR and all the stuff that's waiting for me, I could just go back and watch those things if that's all (laughs) there is. If True Detective is all I have to look forward to for the new midseason, then so be it. You know what I mean? 
and and the mass singer, which I'm not ashamed to admit that I actually <laughs> I this weird. I can't obs- even with that show. Did you watch it though? I watched one episode, and, and you I just weren't curious about who even. the monster is, who I think is either T Pain or Kanye. I just couldn't. You heard it here first. You know what's so funny? I watched the first two. It's not Kanye because he can't get attention in a costume. But this, it's just not. Okay. <laughs> There's an auto tune clue, and he said the change, the game changed on him. So it was a T Pain then. It's somebody that did auto tune. Anybody but Kanye, because Kanye <laughs> needs attention for being Kanye. Not. But that would be the ultimate attention getter. Yeah, but it would take too long to pay off. <laughs> Not if he gets kicked he off. He needs immediate gratification. Whoever it was could actually sing, though. So I don't know if Kanye can actually sing, because I've only heard him sing with autotune. Yeah. But saying with T-Pain, and somebody, everybody's like, it's T-Pain, it's T-Pain, it's T-Pain. So now I'm like, okay, fine, it's T-Pain. Um, <laughs> I don't know that one. Episode two, there's a bumblebee or something. I think it's Gladys Knight. I think the pineapple is Tim Allen. You know, like, I don't care. I listen, okay? <laughs> this is what this mid-season is like. You got True Detective season three and Mass Singer. No, <laughs> I thought Deadly Class was great. Really? Yeah. Should I watch that? I think it's really interesting. Huh? Why? Because it's about children of bad people oh, and like grooming the them to be bad, sort of like, like the crime bosses. Disney? Yeah, but like crime <laughs> bosses and assassins and oh. things like that. That they're training in school to was this a show before this be remake? Bad. no it's a comic book oh okay yeah they sent me the whole big box and i was like huh and then i was like mm. so watch it there's an interesting group of characters that acting wise yeah sci-fi is hit or miss you never know if they're gonna yeah no but this is the russo brothers okay so it's like were these people paid in cheerios like why is this so bad <laughs> no it definitely feels okay all right bigger than that oh okay that's cool yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see that because I don't know anything about the comic book, so I've been very surprised at where it's going. I haven't even started season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Yeah? Did you, oh, you didn't get to touch first, into the first season? No. What? <laughs> Here's why I like it. Like, Rachel hey, Rodgers. I just got around to Cobra Kai, so. Yeah, no, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, um, we'll talk about that in a minute, but. I, here's the thing. I didn't expect to like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as, as much as I did. I thought it was going to be all again. It was a bunch of hype. And people kept talking about how great it was. And she's so good and so funny. And I was like, oh, whatever. And I liked Amy Sherman Palladino because I yeah. liked Gilmore Girls. But so I, I even liked Bunheads. Mm. But I, <laughs> I was like, ah, let me try it. And then I was like, ooh. And then I just binged it. And I was like, this is great. I just related to her. I don't know. I liked her a lot. I yeah. thought the dialogue was really funny, of course, because it's Amy Sherman Palladino, right? But I think they just get, she gets women, right? Dialogue, yeah. the women, dialogue between women and particularly mothers and daughters. She yeah. nails that. So I, I, I just, I, I do need to watch season two. I just haven't had time, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it's the time factor. But that's why, like I said, I just got around to Cobra Kai. Speaking of which, wasn't it good? Like, I didn't expect to like it as much as, and it was funny, I didn't root for Ralph Macchio. I mean, yeah. I didn't do, root for Daniel. Yeah, no, I didn't either. I was rooting for the other guy. Yeah. This is even, I don't even know his name. Johnny? Johnny. What is the, what's the actor's name now? I think it's William Zabka. Yeah. Who knew? I was like, yeah. William Zabka can act? Yeah. Because he just played the same villain over and over again as in our childhoods. Like, right? He was the 80s blonde pretty boy villain. Yeah. And now he's not as pretty. He's a little paunchy. And he's <laughs> still blonde. Yeah. Um, but just 
really good, really compelling. Really good. Just a character I didn't expect to like as much as I did. And I know it's like the age of antiheroes, but I don't, it wasn't even that. It was just, he, he was just a better. And he's also just a normal character. guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's. That messed up. And, screwed up yeah. and the has son daddy thing issues. Is stupid, though. I don't like the son thing. Yeah. I just wanted to cut his hair. <laughs> I spent the whole time wanting it just to cut his hair off. Please, just let me cut two inches off. <laughs> the son or his. Or, the son. Yeah. I don't yeah. like him. I don't like the the actor is I'm sure perfectly nice guy, but I just don't like the character, and I, I just think it's I, I think that's a little on the nose. But aside from that, you know, I like I liked it. I really liked it. I did not yeah. expect to like it as much as I did. And I'm excited with where they left surprised. it for season two. Did you watch Wayne? Speaking of YouTube, I haven't yet. I like the first. I think I saw the first three. Um. But I don't know where that's going either. And I don't know if I care. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, that was good. And then it's like, and, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason. There's nothing, there was nothing compelling me to, to check in on that world. That's yeah. the thing. You have to be, you have like such a small window of time to like tap into something and connect with a show. And then when it's, it's gone and you're on to something else, that's it. It's yeah. so hard to remember to go back to something you thought was mildly interesting. And when are you going to ever watch it sort of thing? That's why I'm worried about the length of time we've had to wait for season two of American Gods. Because is anybody going to remember I anything know. that happened by then? I loved season one. So did I. There were so many like place edgy things they did and places I didn't think they were going to go. The 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 gay hookup with the guys from from Egypt. I was yeah. like, this is a fascinating. Like what? Like I was just mesmerized, and now I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I care, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard when there's such a long break. When is it supposed to come back? Soon. They keep saying that, but then they had to have some kind of technical issues or something happened or yeah, they fire somebody or... I think it's not. I know we're going to be, you know, they're going to present it at TCA. Oh, so. they are? Yeah. Oh, maybe I will go on Star's Day. Did I RSVP for that day? I just, <laughs> I just RSVP for TCA's and then I don't remember now if I RSVP for Star's Day. Yeah. It's like the last day or the second to last day or something. I don't know. Did you RSVP yet? Yeah. You don't remember either? I don't remember what day each thing was. I know was, it's one but... of the last ones. And I'm, I was like, I'm not going that day. But now I'm like, oh, shit, they don't do American Gods. Maybe yeah, I will go. I'm very excited to see more of it. Are they going to send us screeners beforehand? I then? hope so. I hope so, too. I mean, I really liked season one. I love Ian McShane. There's really not a lot he could do that I wouldn't I like. I think the whole cast is great. I know. What's the actor's name? Ricky Whittle. Yeah, he's really good. As Shadow. Yeah. I still haven't finished the book. It <laughs> 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 was so funny. I remember it's been like almost two years now since I started the book. And... I took it with me because I was interviewing Sam Jackson for a Hitman's Bodyguard. He goes, oh, isn't that good? And I was like, it is a good book. And I'm thinking, I'm only like eight chapters in. <laughs> but I liked it. I just need to see what I mean. Yeah. Maybe I'll have time since we don't know when it's coming back anyway. Soon. I hope so. It's coming back soon. I hope so. Okay, anything else? This is the end of our show almost. Like, So anything that people should be looking forward to that I, that you didn't mention or didn't ask you about? We didn't talk that much about kidding, which I think if you have Oh, yeah, that was, it wasn't in my top five, but it was definitely in my top ten. Yeah. Why I did just, you like it? I just thought it was unlike anything I've seen, and it was so great to see Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey on it. Getting to I thought he was fantastic. Do that. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I know everybody was like, had high hopes because of, the, what is it, Spotless Sunshine of the Eternal, eternal, eternal Spotless, spotless, spotless Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless, spotless Mind, yeah. 
and that they again were, one of my favorite movies. Mine too. But that they, they were paired together again, and apparently Michelle Gondry. It was Michelle was able to get stuff out of him that nobody else has. I saw that in Kidding. Yeah, I really love that about Kidding. I didn't at long like like you. There were times where I was like, "What? <laughs> Where's this show going?" And there were things going on in the background of episodes <laughs> where I was like, "What is happening in the corner?" Like the Japanese Mister Pickle. Oh, you mean the two guys doing it in the yeah. thing? <laughs> well, just <laughs> things with puppets going on in the, the background. people doing it in the puppets. Yeah. Can we talk were, about that? There were some very odd things and happening. people kept going, it smells like ass in here. Like, it smells like <laughs> sex and ass. And they're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I thought, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I remember going to the premiere and like being like, oh, this is actually pretty good. No offense, but Showtime has those moments where you're like, oh God. This is going to be bad. <laughs> and then they just keep well, hanging on to it. That's what happens when you want to try different things. You never know. I mean, sometimes it just becomes brilliant genius. And other times it's like, how did that happen? Right. I know. With Showtime, you never know. I mean, with any network, you never know. But I feel like Showtime <laughs> bad track record. No, it's, but they have a track record of not having the best choice of shows. Or the shows have, how can I put it? They have a ton of potential. Like, I felt like they're about the shy. Like, I like The Shy, but I didn't love The Shy, and I wanted to love it because I love Lena Waithe, and I love uh, the cast. I thought it was a great cast, but I never felt like there was one episode in particular that just really got me. And I, you know, I kept waiting for it to happen, and it didn't happen. Versus Kidding, I had no expectations. I went in and was like, <laughs> oh, this is really, so, like, good, yeah. and was pleasantly surprised and enjoyed it and looked forward to seeing it every week. Love Catherine Keener, love Jim Carrey. Um, and even the kid, like, where did that kid come from? He was great. He was great. Yeah. The, the daughter, too. Yeah. Catherine Keener's daughter on the show. I, I just thought, and, and, and again, Japanese Mr. Pickles. Obsessed. <laughs> Obsessed with Japanese Mr. Pickles. Um, <laughs> but I just, I liked the show. I just really liked the show. And I thought, like, even there's a great scene, spoiler, in the finale, um, where the son goes to get to see his dad. And he has a Mr. Pickles dial. And he can't. And I just thought that that was so poignant, like, without beating you over the head with it. But just, yeah. like, he's trying, he's finally trying to connect with his dad again. And he can't. Yeah. And his dad is connecting with all these people. But the person he wants to connect with the most can't get to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was really good. Yeah, the show was really surprisingly emotional. I know, right? I remember <laughs> there was some episode girl. I was like sobbing. Was it the episode with what was his assistant's name? Oh, I don't remember. Not DeAndre, but something like that. Darrell. Darrell. Was it Darrell? I don't. And he and he and his dad's on death row. And I just thought, oh my god, this was really, really good. And again, it wasn't heavy-handed though. It wasn't yeah. like, see, message. You know, like you get it. Like these, you know, it it just was. I just thought really well executed. Yeah, I think it's just a really interesting show. I have no idea what they're going to do with, with season two. With season two, but I'm for it. <laughs> no, because he, I don't care. I don't want to roll it. But <laughs> the final scene was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, was there anything else in the mid-season that you're talking, like, that we didn't talk about that you wanted to plug really quick or talk about? It's like, coming on still? Yeah. Anything? Nothing? I don't know. Bad class, you said? Yeah. I mean, there's there's been a bunch of, there's a bunch of things coming up throughout the year that I'm I mean I'm I'm curious to see what happens with Watchmen. Oh, 
I'm I'm curious about Good Omens. There's a lot of stuff oh, okay. coming up, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen any of them yet. When is Atlanta coming back? That's all I care about. <laughs> Nobody seems to know. Hmm. It it's, is coming back though, right? It is. I mean, they ordered another season, but I've interviewed I lover. I interviewed you a, a genius. I interviewed a writer on the show who has no idea. Oh, that's not a good sign. So I mean it's coming back, but he's busy. Hmm. So busy. <laughs> he should have won an Emmy. Teddy Perkins. <laughs> That's our show. I have to thank our guest, Christina Radish. She's a staff writer at Collider and she covers an insane amount of television and movies. And she's the coolest coffee bean in the percolator. Thanks for coming on the show, homie. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you to NPR West Leo. I love you. You're the best. So good to see you. Sorry about your arm. Our sponsor, CBS Monday Night Comedy Block, The Neighborhood, and Happy Together. Both shows will return for new episodes Monday, January 7th. Don't miss it. At least The Neighborhood. I like that one, not the other one. And AdamandEve.com. Enter promo code MADNESS. That's M-A-D-N-E-S-S for the TV Madness podcast. And a percentage of whatever you order will go to the show. Production assistant and graphic artist Adam Janis. And you. Thanks for listening. Is it brown?